0: okay you see me am i still out
1: uh, yeah i see you you're okay. still out
0: well, your mom is loud okay so
1: i'm going to tell her
0: no don't do that she's german
1: <laughs> welcome back to <laughs>
0: just talking about the bible i'm david walker
1: i'm hiltrude walker also known as bb oh i'm
2: janelle <laughs> i'm paul rainbow
0: right today is a special uh special time we have paul and janelle here they're from our church at uh at harvest time they come in to uh listen to me ramble and um you know it's a pleasure to be with them i never told paul this personally but i deeply admire and look up to paul paul's knowledge on christ and paul's knowledge on just the bible itself and the many different books he has read his understanding is just so unbelievable and at my age i'm just shocked that he can remember it all because i have a problem with my memory i can't remember what i had for dinner and paul cook could... anyway so
3: uh
0: and janelle it's impossible to hang out with her and not feel like a heathen because her praise <laughs> is all over the place oh, i mean when goodness. she praises the lord when she talks she is just you know you better strap on your jesus boots because hers is made for stomp, for for stomping okay she'll stomp that devil right out of you mm-hmm. and so don't don't play around around her and we are so blessed to Not only have them in the congregations, but to be able to call them our friends. And today's topic is going to be on prayer. Prayer is very important. Okay, so prayer, to me, is the essential thing that we have to get in touch with God. Uh, We are spiritual beings living a carnal existence. And the more we get in touch with the spiritual side of things, the less regrets, the less heartache, the less troubles that we will find ourselves in. Don't get me wrong. You'll always have trouble, but it won't be as bad as long as you have God. And I think people misunderstand prayer and people misunderstand what praying means. We have become so numb to the words. I'll pray for you due to politics, due to every time there's a school shooting, they just say, oh, prayers. And, and well wishes, and they just go on about their business. They ain't praying for you. They ain't even think about praying for you. It's just something that people say without doing. Because if they knew the power of prayer, and they would actually go to God on people's behalf, I believe the world would be a better place. I have a cousin uh, who, she was born and raised Jehovah Witness, but you know, she was always trying to get a, I feel she was trying to get a dig at me when she would say, uh, yeah, you know, I got a friend, and uh, every time I say, yeah, I pray for you, he'll say, oh, so you're doing nothing. Like, what do you mean nothing? Oh, you're praying for me, which means you ain't doing nothing. I can't tell you how much that fries my chicken, because if you think prayer is nothing, it's because your understanding is lacking, because you, it's like the devil and the world has such a deep stronghold on your mind not to understand the fact that prayer is, is powerful, if done correctly, if done at all. It's not a a wish, it's not just a fantasy, it's not just something you just think about. Prayer done right, getting rid of yourself, asking God for guidance, asking God for wisdom, asking God for understanding through prayer is one of the most powerful things you can ever do. Because if you ever just done something, driving down the street, an idea just popped into your mind, it's like, where did that come from? That came from God, here's the kicker. You can have that more. Often in your life, if you embrace that, but if all you are worried about is the world and how you look to other people and how people are experiencing you and how, uh, you know, you're going to fit in, you're easing God out of your life. And the more you do that, the more you can't understand people like me, like my wife and Paul and Janelle and the rest of the church people who are actually taking it serious because you are too rooted in man's system. Man's system will tell you that prayer is not necessary. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything. But that is coming from a mindset of somebody who has not experienced the Holy Spirit, who has not experienced true touch and blessing from the Lord. God has blessed me so much. He took things from me that I wasn't even asking him to take from me. And when you have those experiences and encounters, it just touches you. And when you're going through a death in a family, when you're going through being homeless, when you're going through you know, having a hard time at the job, if you don't think prayer changes things, I just feel sorry for you because you will never solve a problem under your own power. You're either going to make it worse or you're just going to kick that can down the road. Only God will give you the true experience and wisdom to understand what needs to be done.
1: When I think about prayer, I used to be confused about it. I used to think it used to think it took like an extremely close walk with God um getting down in sackcloth and ashes, ashes so to speak where you're just I don't know I just I was like regular everyday people can't pray and if they do it doesn't go anywhere because you're not you didn't jump through all the hoops to reach that certain um status to pray like that was for special people, but as I get to know God and as I walk with God, um, and read His Word, I realize that prayer is just conversation with God. It's just conversation with your Creator. Period. And and you don't have to have all these big gigantic words, and it's you know be a great orator, and you know you don't have to do all of that. It's just talking to God. The same way you would talk to your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mom, dad, brother, cousin, friend, whatever. It's just it's a conversation and you open your heart to Jesus and Jesus opens his word, his understanding, his viewpoint to you. The more you seek him by having the conversations with him, by talking to him every day, not just, you know, when something goes wrong. Or you need something like, oh, I really need a new car. I'm going to pray. No, because that's not how you would treat a good friend, you know, or they wouldn't be your good friend. They'd just be like, oh, here you are again. What do you want? Not that God's going to do that to you because every step towards him is, is a good thing. But, um, you know, when you're having the conversations with God every single day, he knows your heart. He knows your needs. He knows whatever's going on in your life and what you have need of and he begins to show himself real to you he's like oh my child is interested in me my child wants to know me more and he starts to give you little nuggets of wisdom and little nuggets of truth and little nuggets just to open your eyes to see things differently and understand things differently and it's it becomes a relationship the more you talk to god the more the the more you're developing a relationship with him and the more you realize wow there's so much more that God wants for his people, then we all really realize. And, um, sadly, you know, and when we get into church, that's not always taught. You learn to pray by watching other people like, Oh, okay. So that's how I'm supposed to pray or, or, Oh, well, that's how I, you know, that's how I was brought into church. I learned from watching other people and I've seen other people come into church um, through the years. And they do the same thing. So I think that's a common thing where you'll watch somebody else pray. Okay, so that's how I'm going to pray. That's how you're supposed to pray. And they start praying like that without understanding, praying without understanding. But when you pray with the understanding, this is a conversation with God. This is a relationship I'm developing. It changes your whole viewpoint on things, changes your whole life, changes your whole walk with God. And I think that's someplace the church really needs to focus in on is teaching new converts new believers new you know visitors how to pray and why they pray like they do just having the conversation with your creator who loves you and will always be there for you will never turn his back on you and will lift you up to higher places and take you from glory to glory to glory
4: about prayer um basically trying to take the time to do it making it a habit every day You know, there'll be times that things get in the way and I'm speaking for myself, basically, you know, I'm sure anybody can probably relate, but taking the time each day to pray and even going about your day, you don't have to just be, it's good to sit down and take that non-interruptive time to pray, but praying as you're doing what you're doing throughout the day, you know, taking Jesus with you, you know, that's what it's, you know, about and and also taking the time to listen to that's the hard part yeah you know, a lot of people pray and they cry that's out true. to him and but then they they don't take the time to listen i'm I'm worried about myself <laughs> just sitting there and just listen <laughs> to that still small voice speak to you, you know it's just yeah. yeah, that's like you said, um sister Beebe, you know uh, that um that conversation and conversation is listening as well and right that's yeah <laughs> very so much so that's scary. yeah part of that relationship, you know, he, he wants us to hear him too, you know. He loves listening to us but just listening to that still small voice. Amazing.
5: Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> when I think about prayer, I think about <clears throat> how it can change things. You know, when if Adam and Eve had stopped and prayed right. before taking the bite of their own volition and asked what God wanted them to do, where would the world be today? One simple act of prayer can have such profound um, repercussions throughout all humanity. Um, You know, look at what one person can do on God's side, and somebody prayed for that person. And you can think of all the ones in history that may have had that benefit, but... I think of prayer as, as, yes, talking, as you were saying, Janelle and Phoebe. Talking with our Creator, there's, there's a, that informal prayer where you get to know each other uh, as friends. And then I think of the other types of prayer that require different kinds of wording. And we see that throughout life, you know, um, using of words like a, a defense attorney. In a courtroom, will use certain words in certain ways. He will not just be informal; he'll be very directive, and so on, to keep prove his case. Or a prosecutor, for instance, would also do this, something different. But somebody working in deliverance ministry will have a different way of framing words uh, that carry a different that those prayers that they would pray would carry a different kind of authority because of how and way they are framed. So. If how we frame our prayers can also be a, a, a difference in whether we see the results we're looking for. If, you, if you're called to intercede, there's a whole different way of praying in intercession than it is just walking down the street, you know, thinking about God and the wonderful things and sharing your daily thoughts with Him. Um, so each one of those uh, are topics that could be expounded on, volumes of each topic but the key is with prayer that I have found in my own life and I'll speak for myself is is when your hearts in it you know when you feel that burden on something whether it's your family your spouse your needs something coming down the pike your, your unknowns or the nation whatever the topic may be um, having your heart involved in it Not distracted by the things. You know, sometimes uh, there's a certain set of prayers uh, I like to say in the morning, in the evening, kind of mimic the tabernacle or early morning sacrifices. You know, Daniel prayed three times a day, so he threw lunch in there somewhere and so on, you know. And, you know, there are certain times where I'll repeat scriptures. The word says, bring my words into remembrance, bring my words to me. Tell me my own words. Mm-hmm. And so praying something like the 91st Psalm has a whole entire different effect. than intercession, than a common walk down the street uh, in my thoughts. And so but to do some of those things consistently, you know, I think God looks forward to times when we talk mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. And even in different situations, you know, he can, I think he wants to hear from us. Yes.
3: And, and prayer
5: is the method it's the communication and where you are spiritually can really also affect how your prayers are answered when they're answered and and so on there's a maturity level there's there's that comes into play there's there's uh, what you believe comes into play and I think all those those factors um, maybe we'll get to thresh out here today or not I don't know but uh, I'm looking forward to the conversation
0: yeah Well, I'm uh, I'm always taken by when Jesus went to Lazarus and he prayed for him and he prayed out loud. And he said, I wish I had it right in front of me. He said, um, I don't pray out loud for me. I'm praying out loud for everybody listening. So it's like Jesus wanted everybody to know, yes, you do pray. And the Bible says that the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I think our deepest problem is that we are too self-indulged. The more you look in yourself, the more you worried about how, much, how people are treating you, what people are doing to you. The more inward you look, the more depressed you get, the more you hurt yourself. Because we are looking for self-improvement when we need God-improvement. You know, we are just too selfish. We are too worried about our wants, our needs, how sad we are. And then God is telling us the power comes in giving. God so loved the world, he gave. He didn't receive, he gave. And when we are in our pity parties and when we are sulking and when we are just, you know, beside ourselves, that's because we are too in ourselves. And if we are in Christ Jesus, that's when we will find more freedom and the more you pray, the more you solidify a relationship between you and God. because like to me, when you pray and fast, it's kind of like there's a spiritual bank account for your prayers and your fasting. and fasting is a different story, but it's still necessary. And sometimes when you need and you pray, Not that God is a genie in the bottle that's just going to give you your whims and your wishes because it doesn't work that way. But when you need the Lord and you pray and you look at that spiritual bank account balance and it's on zero. And you look at that spiritual uh, fasting balance and it's on zero. And you're hollering out to God. Guess what? Even with that, he may still heal you, hear you and bless you. But the better... um, but the better relationship that you have with him, the more likely uh, you probably won't even find yourself in the situation that you found yourself in because God would have led you a different way. Mm-hmm. We have a bad tendency only to want to call on God when everything is bad. And uh, if we call on God when things are good, we probably have less bad times because that's how powerful. Our walk with God is, and you can't have a walk with God without prayer.
2: People um, are often, if they, when they go to try to pray, they're afraid because they don't know. Either they don't know how to pray, but they also uh, they're afraid of God because they don't know God. And so, mm-hmm. there's, you know, it it requires, you know, to be um, finding the ways or or helping someone to to um, find the ways that will help them to, um, to, um, to, um, to take that next step to really become connected to Jesus.
0: Yes, because it's a process. It really is. It's a process. I mean, uh, if you think about the people that you are friends with, it's like as often as you call them, it's be like sitting out a prayer almost, you know. And the more you call and talk to somebody, the closer you are. Sometimes they know you need them even before you need them because y'all are just that connected. And a relationship is just that. It's like uh, when Jesus' mother told him, hey, ain't nobody got nothing to drink at this party. Get to it. And Jesus yeah. said my favorite line. He said, woman, it ain't my time to do nothing. And guess what? She let it go. She, she looked at everybody else and said, whatever he asked you to do, do it. And that was before Nike. Just do it. That was before Nike. Okay, Jesus was before Nike. And Jesus' mama should be getting paid royalties for what <laughs> Nike is, is branded. Just do it because Jesus' mama said it first. Okay? And they brought Jesus the pots of water and he did it. Even though he told her he wouldn't, he said, woman? It ain't my time, but because of the relationship that he had with her. He blessed her because of the relationship, even though it wasn't his time to do a miracle. He did one, even though it wasn't his time to show everybody who he was. He started to show it and it came ahead of schedule because of his relationship with his mother. And here's the kicker. You can have that same relationship with God as well. Because I don't know about y'all, but the people that I work with, half of them, light is on, ain't nobody home. The other half, the elevator's going up and ain't nobody in it. The other half is French fries short of a happy <laughs> meal. The other half, they left the burger out and the fries. You gotta go back because all they gave you is a little toy. So you need prayer to get through these things. I remember when I first started my job, I didn't care about what job I was on. I would always look at the schedule. Because on the weekend, I had to pray and get ready for whoever it is I had to work with. I needed prayer to get through working with certain people. Seriously. And I didn't realize at the time that's what I was doing. But when you look at something and you go into meditation and you just try to take a deep breath, calm yourself, you are praying to God for some answers, for some insight, for some, you know, the best thing to do is pray and ask God to go before you. To clear the path Mm -hmm. to clear the way and then you get to work and you found out the person you don't like the most called off thank you
3: jesus
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. the other thing is with prayer um that i don't think a lot of people realize um going in um is it's not bound by the i don't want to get all sci-fi but it's not bound by the time space continuum you know what i mean oh
0: you coming on (laughs) to me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Talk of Star Trek. Star Trek.
1: <laughs> yeah, because your prayers that you're praying today are blessing your children and their children's children and their children's children tomorrow and, and, and forever forward. You just don't know. I know with us growing up, we didn't go to church at all. We went to church twice a year, Christmas and Easter and usually not Christmas. So maybe once a year. And that was with my grandma. And we were I mean you talk about heathens as far as children go. <laughs> you ain't right. Oh my lord, we were the worst. We would we would chase each other around, yelling mm-hmm. and screaming because we weren't watched very much.
0: <laughs> no. And don't forget climbing under the pews yeah, Everybody well, do that shit. Well, no, there
1: was no pews. Yeah. There was not there was no church, period. Really? There was no church. There was no oh, church. You kidding. I'm not and, and we had I don't even know if we had a Bible in our house. What? Seriously, I don't even, think we even had a Bible. My grandma my grandma had a Bible. That and when and, when we went to look at it, because it was fascinating, she, she was old as Methuselah, so her Bible was just as old. And so we would see it up on the shelf, and we would go and try to take it out, look at it, and she would yell at us, Don't touch that! Don't you touch that! Which was probably wise, because we probably would have tore it up probably but not knowing not realizing what it was and so you know we didn't know God at all and so when we came into into church it was her prayers that brought us in you know her prayers that kept us cuz we lived in a very yeah. we were abused in our household by the dad of our household i put my business out there like that anyway it was very abusive um he was alcoholic and so all of that and it was physical abuse mental abuse the whole any kind of abuse you could think of that's what it was and that's the spirit that filled our house and so you know we didn't know god the way i learned how to pray was watching different strokes whenever (laughs) arnold was upset because <laughs> his brother had left the room or right. ran away or something i don't know what happened but you know his brother was gone And arnold just looked up and said lord i know i don't talk to you much and i was like okay
4: so that's how you pray hello god remember me arnold jackson a little kid that moved from harlem to park avenue well i'm sorry i only call you when i'm in trouble i guess you kind of like the auto club <laughs> <laughs> okay. well you know that my real papa and mama are up there in heaven with you and Now it looks like my new dad is planning to drop in on all of you. (laughs) And I know because he's been talking about dying and he's making out his will. And God, I don't really like to bother you because you got a a lot on your mind with Iran and Afghanistan (laughs) and New Jersey. (laughs) But please, God, don't let him die. Please. I love him.
0: And
1: Dang. so when
4: things would happen that's
1: how I learned to pray. So
0: do you think uh what you talking about Willis was yes, a prayer?
1: I did. What you talking about Willis No, not quite. <laughs> but I didn't learn I didn't learn <coughs> any of that, but my grandma, she was um she was just on fire for God. She, you could hear her praying in her room. We thought she was losing her mind. Like this woman's in there talking to herself. Ain't nobody else in there. She's crazy. She is crazy, and she's watching us. And right. that, you know, we didn't know. And she was always going to church. She was always going to the center helping people. Call it the center. That was where the um, the seniors went. She would go and help the seniors and um, with whatever. And so, but her prayers not only kept her they kept us too kept Mm -hmm. us safe in that abusive environment and then as we when we left that abusive environment we had that we started completely over like we started from 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 nothing my mama had a little bit of money we stayed in a hotel room um overnight the the night that we left um you know we left in the middle of the night it was like three o'clock in the morning i think she just she got us up let's go grab what you can we're leaving And so we did, you know, I grabbed my little stuffy, my brothers grabbed a pillow, whatever, and we stayed in a hotel room, motel room that night. And then the next day she looked for another hotel to go to, and we stayed in that hotel for about a week. And then, and she was just kind of going wherever the current would take her. And finally we got a house um, that she rented for a little while. And while we were in that house, um, now this was over the summertime, so it was right at right at the break of school and then the entire summer we spent kind of going with the flow of things and she found a house finally to rent and then she needed a school to send us to so she found a private school well, the private school was an apostolic church and so that's where we went to school at and we were safe um she was trying to keep us away from you know the violence because my Mom- <clears throat> My dad at the time was like looking for us and threatening and all this other stuff. It was mm-hmm. bad. It was a bad situation. So she tried to hide us from that.
3: Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: And so we went to the private school. We can't find us anywhere. The private school was off the off the grid, so to speak. And um, mm-hmm. while we're going to the private school, um, part of the uh, privileges that you could get were increased by going to church, going to a church service. So if you want extra privileges go to a church service so we started going to church just for the privileges so we thought and next thing you know um we're going to the altar and praying for this thing called the holy ghost and the next thing you know we're getting baptized in jesus name and next thing you know we're in it i mean we are in it we are on fire for god anything and everything we can do for the lord but my grandma's prayers in the first place is what carried us through all of that to the point where now we're meeting God and having a relationship with Him. And her prayers didn't just stop there, they go into the next generation. And that's what our prayers do when we talk to God, when we have those conversations, when we meet Him face to face, when we're seeking Him, like you were saying, different types of prayers, when we're interceding and when we're doing deliverance and when we're doing all this, it's not just for the moment. In that moment, we're touching generations beyond it's a powerful powerful tool i think it's completely underrated by a lot you know in the church and stuff I and mean, it's just like you said people are scared they don't know god and that's something we should teach right off the bat let me let me teach you how to pray let me show you what that means
0: so paul when did you uh start okay. noticing that you know prayer change things wow um <clears throat>
5: When did prayer start changing things in my life? Uh, God, it's weird. When, when God was brought me to Ohio, you know, he had to give me signs. You
0: didn't think that was a devil? No. Bringing you to Ohio? <laughs> to not, Ohio. At <laughs> I'm just not, not at all. Not at all.
5: I was leaving him behind, if anything else. Amen. But uh, he gave me some things that were tangible. And they were, they were very real. Uh, for one, for instance, I had a vehicle that had no turn signals. And I felt he wanted me to come out to a church service here. That uh, was before I moved. I said, well, I, I don't want to go all the way out there with no turn signals. We're talking 600 plus miles each way. I said, I, I want to know you're in this. Um, so every time I would put a fuse into the turn signal block, Uh, the fuse block for the turn signal, it would pop. As soon as you turned it, it would blow. And I said, okay, if you're in this, then I I want turn signals so I could go out there safely, right? And uh, I put that fuse in, and it was, I don't know what day of the week it was. I put it in, and the turn signal worked. (laughs) It worked all the way out to Ohio. It worked all the way back. And two weeks later, when it was still working, I said, did he really do that? And that fuse popped right then. As I thought that. Oh. So, you know, there there was so many. I had that's just one of of many tangible answered prayers that he gave to show me something he wanted done. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had one here just a few months back. We wanted to go to Florida. We were packing the camper up. We were going to go at night. I had everything all set. And camper started running hot. And I'm like, I don't want to go to Florida. The camper is running warm already. It's not overheating, but it's much warmer than it should be. You know, and we were fussing the whole time because the preparation, and what it takes to pack for two weeks oh, and yeah, things like that. Bad. And we're trying to get it done bad. because we had an opportunity to leave a few days early. I got the campsite. We're going to drive all night. It's going to be a nice, you know, <laughs> um, and and things inside of me just weren't feeling right we we're going down the road about a mile from the house and i said i said god i said look i don't normally fleece like gideon gave a fleece wanted a tangible yes answer. i said but we're on the road already i need something from you if you don't want us to go to florida send a deer across the vehicle in front of the vehicle and and within seconds a deer ran across the vehicle <laughs> Man. And, Janelle, and Janelle yelled from the back of the camper two seconds later and said we have to go back I forgot wow. something she couldn't live without I said well I just fleece God and I got her answer we're turning around and coming back <laughs>
3: yeah. Wow. so
5: you know I have throughout my uh, life as a Christian had such tangible answers to many, many prayers Wow! that um, it's not uncommon for me to experience those. Now, I don't look for those because okay. I have grown yeah. and matured to the point right. where I don't test God that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I needed something on that trip because I, I, I didn't feel right, things didn't look right, we weren't acting right, and, and so on. He gave us a tangible thing. Well, the, and the reason why he turned us around was the following Friday, we had a windstorm and trees hit the house. Oh.
3: Mm. All right.
5: So if we were not here, we would have been in Florida, had to turn around, come all the way back and so on. And so forth. there was other things that, that wow. came into play there. So he really spared us a lot of wasted time and money um, um, on that. But I I, I wait. I have I learned to be patient. You know, when it says to wait on the Lord, if you go to a restaurant and somebody just stands there and doesn't take your order or take your food you know they just that's not waiting no you no know, somebody who waits is somebody who serves
3: I serve. oh,
5: yeah. right so you go that's like all waiters right or waitresses because they sit there so so you have an answer you're looking for a prayer and it, something then you wait you just go on serving knowing that he is faithful and true and right. in his time right he will answer right. and and times he has told me uh, don't ask me how I'm going to do this because I'm curious right. curious I yeah, want to know right. His ways not right. just his acts I want to know his right. ways because mm-hmm. I think that's part of what prayer brings you to is wanting to know him yes. right and not just what he does mm-hmm. you know and, and so and he said don't don't ask you know and other mm-hmm. times the answer is no and it's clear as a bell just
0: no yeah you know Sometimes I, I learn to trust God too because when you're trying to make movies
3: things mm-hmm. go wrong mm-hmm.
0: and like people always disappear on you even being facetious but people will actually ask me for a year a year and a half to be in a movie and then I'll say okay and i call them and say here's the date are you ready oh I can't you asked for the last year and a half I made this part for you and you're telling me no and every time people have called off Something happens to bring other people in Mm -hmm. who are most of the time, not all the time, most of the time, even better than who we had before. We was doing a short film in our house, and uh, the main actor didn't show up. The main actress, who worked with B didn't show up. We got on the phone. Uh, Carla came on. She did so good. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Did she knock that out out the park or what? Hi, Carla. (laughs) Thank you. And... (laughs) we was able to continue and this week uh you know it's been hard to get the movie prayer done we got a movie prayer and it's been hard to get it done and we had a date on the calendar my main actress she's busy she works two jobs and this that and the other and she can't give me just a lot of days so the one lady was like well look let's just change the day no no been on this too long we're fine everything will be okay because the main actor he said he was it had to be an elderly white guy that's what the part called for and he told me he couldn't make it now don't get me wrong i wrote the script so if we got a younger guy i can finagle the script a little bit to make it work but we got to get somebody and the lady kept saying oh let's just call it off let's just make another day i'm like no everything will be fine just stay the course and then she says well i can ask these couple people and i'm like thank you and then she called back and says oh so and so can do it we're fine like okay and then the girl we had called off and there's another girl I was working with doing this other series called Campfire Tales. She's just hungry. Nicole just wants to work. She just wants to act. She don't care. Shout out
1: to Nicole.
0: Hi, Nicole. Thank you. And it's like uh, in the Campfire Tales, she was all like dolled up hair everywhere and makeup everywhere. And this one, I was like, you're an old woman. <laughs> she came in, put on makeup to make herself look she old, oh to look old hardcore. Yes. She looked like an old hardcore woman. She looked and, like she had She
3: looked like life had cold. beat her
0: up. Yes, she did. She looked she like, and 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 then she was like, "Let's hurry up and get this over, so I can put some makeup back on." <laughs> you know, but uh even with that, as small as that is, I had to trust God to provide. Yeah. I had to trust God to make sure that if nobody else would just show up, then maybe. The, 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 the scene didn't cause for it maybe I didn't really need it like I thought I did but I have to trust God in the process never let me down never once let me down and trust me I need him more than than anything else but about your fuse it remind me of Peter walking on the water
4: and then he started <laughs> to
0: sing and he's why'd you I doubt?
4: I love that story. And so it's like out. when you
0: so when you said was that really God pop why did you? If you would have been quiet,
5: I sold that. I sold that car, and I had to tell him up front. I don't know what's wrong with this thing. I've right. never been <laughs> it and so, but you know, he, he'll do those things. Yes, if you recognize it, you know, put it in. We call it our book of remembrance, and you can call back on yes. from time to time. Yes. Uh, we call, or another term is a peg on your post. Right. Where you can put the peg in and right. climb higher because you remember those things. And then these become the, the testimonies that you right. share to help encourage others. Right. And so it, it's very important, uh, the prayer. And it's more than just a casual conversation. I it like is. the con- casual conversation. Yes. But it, there, there's just so much more to yes. it. And then adding that element of faith mm-hmm. to that you know without faith it's impossible to please him That's right and so you know the goal of life is to please him right it isn't our comfortableness it is isn't right. uh, the things we get or, or, or so on and so forth. doing the things that please him right. I've often found I pray very little for my own needs mm-hmm. because yeah. I pray yeah. for the needs of others right I am mm-hmm. invoking the law of sowing and reaping yes and he has come true Time and time, more than I could ever have wanted to pray for, he comes through with, with much more than um, than I deserve. Always. Because he's he's overflowing, that cup is overflowing when, when you do that with him. Just let him yeah. take care of you. You do what you got to do to take care of the others, and you're, you find yourself handled.
0: Like I said, you do what you do to take care of the others, like your waiter scenario. The more you get out of yourself, the more you can find yourself being a blessing to other people, you get blessed. Yes. And it's like praying for yourself is fine. I'm not saying don't. Right. God knows our hopes and needs and wants and desires and everything else. Yeah. But to live within ourselves constantly, only obsessing over our own right. needs, that's where we go wrong. And that's where the stronghold gets built because you are too worried about self and we have to give. Now it's your turn. Yeah, don't look at me like that. Now it's your turn. Tell us a story about how when you figured out prayer was really impacting your life and how, you know, when you started to pray and you noticed some things turn around. Well, you prayed
5: for uh, about the kids receiving the Spirit. And you're seeing results.
4: I know I got some. I just can't. My mind well, well, just doesn't want to
5: up.
0: Well, especially when they slap a microphone on you and say, here, start talking. That's right, yeah, it. Uh, freeze
4: brain. I mean, freeze brain. Not right. freeze brain. I have lots <laughs> of... I do.
2: That's right. I was reading the, the um, um, there was um, something in the in the paper about this program, and I and I knew I just knew that God was telling, telling me to go to that, and it was a it was a time of changing my life changing my life, and started me in the ministry um, that I I was I did for many years. Wow. Yeah
0: wow yeah God will talk to you like that too he will you know I just I just gotta quit fighting and, and here's something that happened to me that's hurt my soul to this very moment I went to the convenience store and uh there was a lady there and she well I can just talk she looked like you know she'd been through it raked over the coals every night. And, and you know I'm always joking laughing with people that's just what I do and I started talking to her she cussing up a story and telling me this that and the other and i was like so what you want to be when you grow up she said oh now she's older she said i went to medical school but then i dated the wrong guy and i did this and i did that so this is going to happen and that's going to happen and god told me to witness to her and i didn't and it hurt me it hurt me i can't tell you the heaviness that befalls on you when God asks you to do something and you don't comply, I don't know what my reason was. I don't even care. I just know nine times out of 10, man, when God tells me to do something, I do it, whether I like it, whether I understand it or not. But something, there was something here about this situation that is just devastating. Now, she still worked there. I am gonna go find that woman
3: <laughs> and I'm
0: going to tell her about God. And I ain't even got to get no gas in the car. I ain't got to buy no energy drinks today.
3: But I'm getting energy
0: drinks in some other time. But I'll tell you what, when, when you don't listen to God, that causes depression. That causes anxiety. And it's like when people have God calling on them and they don't want to listen and they keep fighting it. And then they wonder why they got such a heaviness on them all the time and they wonder why things just don't get right. It's because they're running from the call. Yeah, and this is just one woman, and I, I have no idea. But man, it the weight of it, you know, maybe I bear more responsibility because of, you know, God telling me to preach this, people I ain't got no problem with that. Telling me to go do this, I ain't got no problem with that. But yet this. And it's like you can't just serve God when you feel like it. You can't just do the assignments that sound good to you, <laughs> you know, good, bad, or ugly. When God gives you an assignment, you have to do it. And God, I am so sorry. I promise you, next time I go to that convenience store, I'm going to find that lady. I'm going to ask when she works. I'm going to jump her in the parking lot, go in the crowd, tell Jesus loves you, get saved. And then I'm going to drive off and hope the cops don't catch me.
3: All, All right. right so but we'll be
5: praying for you in
0: this situation
3: <laughs> you
4: ain't lying I have an experience you ain't lying. the Lord seeing you through is one I just to think about this one when I um, before get got married to Paul my previous marriage was a mess I won't get into all of it but um, I had to of course leave I was in and out of shelters a couple of times but the one time last time before the divorce I um, was in this one shelter it was a nice one and I was trying to find a no place an no apartment because they were going to they had a program where they would help cover a lot of the rent and so on and so forth so lord blessed me with a wonderful apartment out here in Hartville. And it's like it's beautiful out here because i'm not like you know trying to get out of the city type places so. no offense to those that love the city but yeah it was just you know it was a total answer to prayer it's like it's beautiful out here so that was a real answer to prayer right there it's, mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, I had a friend who, uh, who came to an apostolic church and, you know, it was a trip because I'm not used to praying out loud, okay? And when the first time I went to an apostolic church, he stood up and he said, let's pray. And everybody started praying. And I'm thinking, don't y'all use your inside voice? Why y'all, pray out loud? y'all should be quiet when that man is up there trying to pray. That's ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. What's wrong with y'all? And I'm standing there, and everybody's praying, speaking in tongues, and I'm like, "Oh man!" Corporate prayer. Yeah, I uh, I watch bad movies that start like this. And since I'm the only one ain't talking, they're gonna throw me in the pot and have dark meat for their lunch or whatever. <laughs> That's what
3: dark I'm meat. On. It is. Well,
0: you know, dark meat is better. Than huh? Mm-hmm. Your name? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm.
3: No. <laughs>
1: What's her name? Vanita.
0: Vanita? Is it? Yeah, okay. Vanita. Yeah, Vanita. With, With
1: a V or a V? Uh-huh. Vanita.
0: Oh, that's cool. Oh, for those of you just tuning in, that's Paul's mom. Thank you. And she just informed me her name is Vanita, not Benita. Paul's mom. Okay.
1: Not Vanita, I had written
0: down. Yeah, anyway. um so my friend was like he didn't like the corporate prayer structure and i think that's the part of the thing that gets us wrong because when we try to align ourselves with the church or uh, any religious organization uh we look for what we want we look for things that fit our mindset and the biggest thing about jesus when he came nobody thought he was the messiah nobody thought he could be the messiah that's why certain uh uh jews Don't even believe he was, because he didn't fit the appearance or what they thought he should be when he came. And when you're just looking for what you think the answer is, you probably will never find it. And what you do find is just man, and that's going to mess you up even more. So one thing about following Christ in prayer is denying yourself, denying yourself to think you know the answers or you are even pointed in the right direction because your flesh is always going to try to lead you and guide you and when it comes to prayer my favorite story is Solomon when God said what do you want, he didn't say I want money, he didn't say I want a hit movie he didn't say I want to be number one on the billboard charts, I want New York Times bestseller list, he said I want wisdom to lead your people And God says, since you got the one thing right, I'm going to give you everything. And I think we are so busy praying for what is going to make us more comfortable and loved by men that we miss what God wants for us. And I think, I still think if you pray for the right thing, God will give you everything.
1: Yeah, just knowing how to pray for
0: the right thing. Yeah, that's because, you know, sometimes we just pray for a man or a woman and I've been there, but. God delivered.
3: <laughs> and
0: you're married. Anyway, so uh, our prayers don't get answered because oftentimes, like Paul said earlier, they're selfish prayers or we don't know how to pray for it. And that's not like something people just go to look up and study. How do I pray? The same way they would how to work on a car or something. You know, it just doesn't come with a book that way.
5: Yeah. There's, a, there's also uh, the answer could just be no. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Janelle and I ran into that uh, with our daughter, you know, she was, she was born and uh, had some issues and she lasted six days. But during those times, uh, Janelle was praying uh, and if you were on that floor, you knew she was praying and, you know, we're not, uh, you know, we're not bad people. We don't have major sins on her record and all that kind of stuff. And um she she prayed in such a way you thought heaven would move. Yeah,
4: Spiritual warfare, everything rebuking the
5: adversary, <laughs> <And laughs>
4: everything. I was at
5: the end of it all no the answer was just no. Yeah. And and you have to be comfortable with that answer. Yes. Whether it's comfortable or not. Or not. Um You have to be realize that just praying so that you can get something, even something as serious as the life of your child, you you just have to be prepared that it's not always going to just go your way. Right? He'll answer the prayer. He'll bring her back Mm -hmm. in the resurrection, and so uh, we have that comfort. But uh, she prayed in such a way. I mean, the nurses—they were like. When she was going and praying, I mean, you think you're in a deliverance service. I mean, it was just that, that loud and that vocal and that strong and so on yes. and so forth. And I was very, Absolutely. very impressed with her ability to pray under those types of situations. Mm-hmm. And that's a key of a warrior. Yes. A sign of a warrior that they, no matter the pressure, right, they know where to go right, for help, even if that answer is not what they want. You know,
0: that reminds me of David when he was praying for his child. And God said no. And he had to be okay with that. And they said he was on the ground praying, treating me, mean, just going off, saying, God, please change your mind. He was praying. And God said no. And when it was over, he got up, dusted himself off, washed off his face, and he went right back to praying. And he went right back to serving the Lord. Because he realized, just because God said no. I mean, he had another child, which would be Solomon, which would be, you know, the one who took over as king and everything, because King David loved the ladies. Okay. But he wanted that child.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: He did. All the stuff that they went through with that <coughs> was just uh, crazy. But it's hard. It's very, very hard to be comfortable hearing no.
4: Exactly.
0: That is, 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 is it's gut yes, But that's how you get closer to Christ. We was talking earlier about suffering. How does suffering bring me closer? Being without uh, you know, the comforts of life and starving it, the starving the body of what it wants and, and everything, that's what makes you grow. My biggest time growing was when I got divorced. I was like in exile. Okay? I was in exile. And and it's like I spent more time alone than ever before. Okay, I spent more time I mean you know me to be a talkaholic Cracking jokes every five. I wasn't that at all And the craziest thing I said Once I got divorced was I can't wait to get married again Because I understand where I went wrong Mm -hmm. Marriage is great I just married the wrong person Mm -hmm. That's what I knew And then it was a process of God Working with me Leading me from that point forward But everything had to be stripped away from me in order for me to see appropriately, so to speak, without all the human filters that we put over our lives and see things the way that we want to, what we think will work and everything else. That was the best time. I was like homeless for a year. And as crazy as it sounds, it was the best thing for me. (laughs) I think when King David said it was good for me that I have been afflicted and that affliction is when you learn is when you grow even though you don't want it even though you would trade anything for it but man, your walk with God, that foundation that it sets because it's like stripping away everything the world, told you you were, you thought you were and you was like it, it didn't mean anything and now i'm starting over on this journey with god because we want god to work with us where we are Mm -hmm. and just keep building forward and god said no there is a serious flaw in your foundation if we keep building it's just a matter of time before everything collapsed onto itself so So we have to go through even though you think these micro fractures in this foundation is good enough to stand on Mm -hmm. when the waves of life hit when the storms come That micro fracture is just enough to shatter everything. Can we please make that right? And we often don't want it to. We often just want to say, God, I understand, but this is just a small fracture. We can build on this. God said, but you can't handle everything that I want to give you. Because a blessing feels like a curse most of the time. Yeah, okay. I'm done. 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 It's funny
4: because I was thinking about the same thing about that's why it's it's very, very crucial to have that relationship with Jesus. While while the times are, per se, okay, before another storm will come because if that foundation is, like you said, unstable. It's funny you were saying it because the thought was going through my head too. Like the example we were talking about about us losing our child. A lot of people, if you don't have that solid foundation and that relationship with the Lord, something going through that hard time of losing a child a lot of people turn their backs on the lord and say wow okay you didn't answer my prayer i cried i did everything you, you still said no i'm done i'm done but praise god i could not do that because i know god is still good right. even though i went through that hard time excuse me for getting weepy but no, it's not. just the way it is if i didn't have jesus mm-hmm. i could just put my hands up and say i'm done with the lord but i can't because he he knows best even though it's so hard to go through that he knows why the all the answers of why it is the way it is you know right. so yeah so it's very important to have that foundation yeah. so you can still hang on to jesus because mm-hmm. he's there even though it may seem like he's not but he's walking there right like that foot footsteps in the sand that 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 yes. wonderful poem it's like yeah. where are you Lord? but yet it was through there he was carrying you right so.
0: Yeah, and I think oftentimes we get so blinded. And, and and like you said, most people who I talk to um, who are no longer following Christ is because there was a death in the family of some sort a mom, Excuse me. a dad, a sister, a brother, a spouse. And it's like, where's God? Where's God? But like, God gave you that gift.
4: Amen. Mm-hmm.
0: And would you say you would rather have not had it at all than the short time that you did? Because we all got a short time here. It feels like eternity especially when things is bad (laughs) it feels like an eternity but it's not it's not and if we are not having that relationship with christ a true one because if you say i'm not following god because my mom died my dad died oh so let me let me get this straight nothing happened to you that didn't happen to every other person in the known universe, Mm -hmm. galaxy in the space-time continuum in Star Trek, Star Wars, and Planet of the Apes. Well, it happened in all of them, but yet now there's no God because what happened to you happened to everything and everybody else. Really? Then you never really served God in the first place. You was only serving your genie in the bottle that you thought you rubbed it just right on a Tuesday, it'll come through for you, but that didn't happen, and so now there's no God?
4: no that's not you
0: gotta be kidding me you never worshipped in the first place if that's all you had to do if something that small was enough to shake your whole foundation I gotta I gotta question whether you even have faith to begin with or not how many
5: times are they in prayer
0: yeah about the
5: whole situation yes it can be a a life altering
0: oh it is
5: oh absolutely my spouse died oh it it my foundation was rocked yes you know she was my rock yes you know we were as godly people as, as you could you know we knew how to be right and uh, and we were supposed to do ministry we were supposed to have all these plans and these things we just got in this house where we had room to have people in their own bathroom <laughs> Well, because we had a small place with, with one bathroom it was run down and you know I was embarrassed for the whole thing but um, you did use what you had that's what we were using now we had a bigger place i mean a lot we were anticipating things to just keep moving right him. and then to have have her just taken away like that i found you know i found it different because at times i would pray and i wouldn't hear him i don't know how you hear yeah his voice maybe that's a good thing to, to share here in that communication communi- prayer is supposed to be a communication right that's two-way that's not just one way mm-hmm. And uh, then at times, I really got angry. I was like, where are you? You know, you're supposed to be there and stuff. And he just shouted a scripture in my mind. Wow. And I, was, I looked it up and it was exactly what I needed to hear. Wow. You know? And he just shouted. He didn't, he didn't say a lot of words to me, which I was surprised. I expected, you know, but I was in a test. I think I was yes. in a test. Yes. You know, and, and when a student's in a test, the teacher's very quiet. I love right. that. Yeah. You know, I mean, we got that from a movie, but it's so true. I
4: love that statement. Um,
5: Me too. (laughs) But then I I realized, you know, I'm in this test, okay, as the sorrows would come, and those waves are very deep and and and, long-lasting at the initial, I said, no way, I'm going to praise Him in the storm.
0: Yes, amen.
5: And I lifted up a praise and a prayer every time that came. And I said, nowhere else could your prayers or your praise mean more than when you're in the midst of a trial Amen I never threw him away I never said why did you do that I don't even question him I don't even ask why It's not my business Right it's, Right It's not my business To know Ain't why he something. does what he does That's faith If he wants to share it That's fine I'm here That's faith But um, either way He's still my God
0: You know that's where I'm trying to get to And a lot of times Even early on in life You know Uh, Growing up with Crohn's disease ain't fun at all, especially when it was like in full bloom. I have learned to just disassociate myself with it. I divorce myself from me. It's not easy. But over time, the longer you do it, the better you get at it. So bad things happen all the time. I just try to divorce myself from it. I don't look at it as, you know, I got everything in my universe into this. And don't get me wrong. I hurt and I cry and I bleed and I do everything else everybody else do. But in the end, I try to disassociate myself just so I can move on. So that's why I'm always big on when I say deny yourself, deny yourself the reason to know why. And once you do that, it's easier to accept because whatever problem you have, somebody else got it too. If you say man every time i wake up on a thursday my knee hurt you google that and you're gonna have a half a billion people saying every day i wake up and my knee hurts on a a certain day and and you'd be shocked at how many people go through the same thing you do and the reason why it hurts us is because we always feel like we're the only ones going through it nobody else understands my pain and you're right but other people do go through it Mm -hmm. you may be special but you ain't that special okay you're going through it on your own but everybody else you can think of has went through it too so when when i pray and things don't go my way and things get taken from me and things you know uh steve jobs in one of his speeches said you can only connect the dots looking backwards you can't connect them looking forwards meaning we don't know what's next but then when you look back and you say oh If that didn't happen, then this never could. And if that didn't happen, this couldn't happen. And so every time I deny myself, I'm saying that's just another dot. I don't know why it's there. But when I play connect the dots five years from now, it's going to form a picture. It's going to form a direction for me to go. And uh, even though it's painful and, you know, you're human. So you're going to feel it. You're human. You know, so don't tell me I don't care. You do. That's why you got to say you don't care because, you know, you care. You're trying to talk yourself out of it. And you can all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, sometimes. I will,
4: <laughs> sometimes. I will have to admit, though, I lost, you know, my daughter and everything. Um, I'm. Then, God, of course, like I said, I never turn my back on the Lord. I love the Lord and all this, but I have to admit, though, I have probably wondered why or get disappointed. That's just our nature of things. It's yes. just our human nature. We question, you know. It's just. But I have been disappointed. But then, after when I get disappointed, I always try to. they say the battlefield's in the mind it's like he knows best he knows why so that's what i I tell myself
0: (laughs) you know that reminds me of john the baptist john the baptist he got put in jail he was baptizing people all the time he pointed out jesus Mm -hmm. and now he's in jail about to die and jesus is out doing the miracles healing people everybody talking about jesus and he was like but i helped can i get a little credit (laughs) Can you bust me out of jail? <laughs> Are thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? And Jesus said, Hey, tell him everything's fine. It's like He's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> no commissary. <laughs> you know, they gonna cut his head off because he spoke out because the king wanted to marry his brother's <laughs> sister's uncle's cousin, and you they keep it in the family. John said, That's wrong. He's like, Man, yeah, well, tell him. The blind can see, <laughs> the, the lame is walking, people are getting touched, mm-hmm. the word of God is moving forward, go back and tell him that. So he ain't getting out.
3: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. He pointed out Christ, behold the Lamb of God. You would fake. the way that we're taught on earth, in the West, mm-hmm. in the United States, <laughs> You better come get me out of jail. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be in jail. I helped you. I pointed you out. I was Oprah saying, "Look at you! Buy your book and everybody bought your book. Now you can't get me alone." Get out of jail and 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 it's hard to be okay with that. I think Mike Tyson said uh they said, "Do you get upset?" No, this is good. Mike Tyson said uh they asked me said, "Do, do you get upset when, you know, people like don't recognize you he said only when I feel like I am somebody but when I realize I'm not anybody it doesn't bother me
3: mm-hmm.
0: that's deep when we are getting so big-headed Tyson said the big the biggest time he felt peace is when he got put in jail all the people aint out trying to manipulate him using the whole robbing giving staying him being this massive thing he is just him in a cell and he said he found peace because the world will grab you and rip at you and tear mm-hmm. you apart before you know it. It is crazy. So he found time to pray.
3: Yes! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He found,
0: time, he to found pray. time to pray. And now when you listen to him you would never think in a million years he's that same individual who was boxing you know with the high pitched voice oh, I'll
4: kill them all I'll just punch them in the door.
0: I ain't saying that Mr. Tyson too disrespect you in any way shape or form so don't don't beat me up uh but he is so wise now mm-hmm. because he said his life is like a greek tragedy you know what i mean you have it all it comes tumbling down you get it all again it comes tumbling down so he said why well, try to go back up it ain't for nothing i'll just stay down here it's nice and peaceful (laughs) you know i'm closer to the ground so if i fall i can get back up instead of you know being way up there it is amazing how a thousand people can go through that but they don't learn the lessons they don't hear the voice you know it's it's just amazing to me
3: yeah i
1: remember it was a few weeks ago maybe even a couple months ago i don't know where I ministered the word about prayer and how, there you know, I was just talking to somebody, I don't know, the days run together, anyway, um, talking about prayer and how you feel like God doesn't hear you, or you feel like you're just, your prayers hit the ceiling and fall back down, so to speak, and, and I was trying to pray um, with a prayer group, it's an online prayer group, and I was trying to pray with them, and, you know, they're all speaking in tongues and praying regular you know interceding and all this stuff was going forward and i'm sitting there, i'm like lord i don't even feel you like what's the what's going on here and i try to pray again and still nothing i was like well i'm just gonna wait and i'll pray later because obviously nothing i don't know maybe god's mad at me maybe i did something wrong maybe there's sin somewhere i need to repent of that i'm not i'm just gonna wait
3: mm-hmm. oh. and then god
1: said keep praying
3: mm-hmm.
1: keep pressing he said keep pressing amen and i was like okay, Lord, I'll keep pressing. And then I got a visual of pressing, like just getting in a stance where you got the balance going and get your hands up and just press. And so I started, I was like, Lord Jesus, I just start praying and I start pressing. I start pressing. I started getting, it's almost like God gives you downloads like into your mind. And it's like, you're you're thinking things or you're seeing things or or you're hearing his voice. Mm -hmm. And I got the vision of just being surrounded by smoke and and fog like it's just a real foggy foggy morning or something just cover any I couldn't see anything I just there's just fog and and I'm pressing and I'm seeing this fog and I'm pressing and God's like that fog is the enemy trying Mm. to trying to make you think I'm not here but I'm here I haven't gone anywhere and just keep pressing so I kept pressing and pressing I could see the fog start to dissipate and it started going away and then it was just like clear and I could feel the presence of the Lord as Thank the you, fog Jesus. was going away I could feel the presence of the Lord just begin to fill the room or whatever it was I could do <clears> it <throat> on me and I'm just pressing I'm praying I'm praying and then ooh, it <laughs> just exploded and I was like Lord you were here all the time it was was the enemy because something needed to be broken, oppression, whatever something. it was. Mm-hmm. It might have been something in me. It might have been in the family. It might have been someone overseas somewhere. Something mm-hmm. needed to be done. And so the devil was like, no, nah, you ain't going nowhere. You can't feel nothing. But it was it was a spiritual warfare going on. Amen. Amen. battle. Oh, yeah. So a lot of times you got to press. And there are times, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, Lord, I need to hear from you. And it's just it's not time yet. He's there. He hasn't gone anywhere but it's not time for
0: the answer. Yeah.
3: Praise
1: the
0: Lord. Well, listen, we got to sign off here because my battery's about to die. Uh, <laughs> we're going to give out a little parting words real quick, hopefully before the phone shuts off. Um, my parting, um, Yeah, listen, if you don't believe in God, shame on you. No, if you don't believe in God, <laughs> if you don't believe in God, I understand. I do. I really do. I mean, with so many... Uh, different things being said and done these days you know it, it's hard to know what's right and what's wrong and you know but you will never do wrong by doing good and the best good you can do is follow christ so if you just want to pray just pray before you go to bed at night before you do just just a simple little prayer and notice the difference that it makes in your life then you'll know you're on the right road okay and then next time i say if you're not a christian you can say he ain't talking to me okay go ahead. <laughs>
1: Pardon words. Oh, oh pardon words. Okay, yeah. Um, just, just ask God to reveal Himself to you. Just ask Him, Lord Jesus, reveal Yourself to me. Um, and He will. And and that is that is a prayer. Believe Amen. it or not, just saying that it's it's enough. And God will meet you right where you are and walk you forward. You just have to be willing to follow Him.
4: You see anything?
0: Say, pray, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep on going
4: you just, you just keep praying Praying to the Lord He'll reveal himself to you You just have to pray With a sincere heart And yes. he will answer that
0: Amen
4: Prayer oh.
5: is such an important part Of any Christian's life uh, You will not have the life you want Without it It is that important
0: That is true Well, thank you all for tuning in to this special episode of Just Talking About the Bible. I'm David Walker.
1: I'm Hiltrude Walker, also known as BB. And I'm
6: Janelle.
0: And Paul. And we thank you so much. God bless. We'll see you next time. Hi,
6: and I'm Dennis Pixley. Well, prayer. I gave this um, a little thought, and um, I I kind of felt like there was um, a basis to what prayer is, and um, I wanted to go into how I feel that a lot of people administer prayer. But then I thought, you know, it's 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 a personal thing, and I understand that uh, a lot of people who pray don't really know God. Not everybody is uh, uh, fully believing in God and His salvation plan. So when I when I looked at this, I felt like as if prayer had to be better understood by who the one, who we are supposed to be praying to. So um, when I looked it up, I, uh, I it took me back to um, Matthew chapter six and part of chapter seven, in that he gave us a blueprint of how we ought to pray. It was simple, yet the, comp- the complexities of it is in the wording in which he said, when we pray, we ought not to be outspoken with it out in the open, you know. We we should pretty much go to our secret closet and pray, you know, to the Father. Shut the door, you know, and pray in secret. And our Father that sees in secret shall reward us openly. That's uh, verse 6. After this manner, to pray. And I'm going to go over it. Our Father, which art in heaven. Uh, Hallowed be thy name. I'm in uh, uh, King James, I believe, which is um, pretty much understood by a lot of people. And it says, um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen and and like I said I might have just repeated that but understandably so chapter 6 gives us a whole breakdown of how this prayer in this manner how how we are relate to God and relate to one another in the prayer and it starts out when it talks about giving of alms you know, and, and and doing it in secret, not always out there, uh, like a like some do. You know, you 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 always got to broadcast when you're helping somebody, and a lot of people don't want to be uh, called out. And, and 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 he said in other words, not letting your left hand know what your right hand is doing. You know, because if you're going to help somebody, sometimes the people need to help. But they don't want—they don't want it to be known to be, you know, that they that they are in need, and yet it causes embarrassment, and yet you think you're doing something good when, technically, hopefully, it's the spirit of God that's moving you to do it. Um, it talks about um how to fast, you know, and, and, and understandably so. The reason for fasting is to have a better connection with God spiritually letting go the, the ways of this world so in the fasting part he don't want you sitting up there looking like <laughs> like you're like a dried up prune like you're just sitting there oh can you see me suffering for god he wants us to do so without people even knowing that we're suffering through it you know he said you know wash your face you know what i'm saying when we put a little water on your face because so, you know you'll dry out from dehydration a little when you're fasting when you um, you're not eating you're not drinking as much you know and not to be looking as lowly and, and 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 you know and but 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 try to do it with a little uh joy in the discomfort and he talks about um uh not at, uh worrying about tomorrow laying up treasures you know what i'm saying for tomorrow you know what i'm saying because when, when you Try to understand what God is dealing with us through today. He wants us to be in the moment. But if you're worried about what tomorrow is going to be and what no man has really little or, or, or no control over, that's where your heart is going to be. He wants us to be in the moment so He can use us to be a blessing to people in the moment and not worry about, oh, well, I'm trying to save my life <laughs> when I should be living my life. You know, because like he's like it goes down a little further, it says, Because the light of the body is the eye, you know. And if we're seeking after this world, which is just what might we understand, we sow the evil of this world trying to set up treasures for here when our hope is supposed to be in eternity, which is under his control, then our, our, our eye is full of darkness, and uh, we might not see that, but it's it just that's that's. Where our heart is. And he wants us to. To not. To not seek after these things. You know. And it, he talks about. No man can serve two masters. Because you're either going to. Love one. and you're going to hate the other. You know. God is. Is. Um, understandably so. One in which we. can have a Full. Trust and 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 comfort him and being the one whom we serve, all good things come from god and um he, he i mean uh, let me if I could real quick go into something real quick, because I was just sitting there thinking I was saying that you know i was um uh, I like star wars, so <laughs> I was watching the the, the 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 new program that came out in the past year or so. Uh, Tales of the Jedi and uh, the new Osaka, Osaka, and I was noticing in, in, in certain parts where I, I got a better understanding of, what supposedly how the Jedi can see, you know, and then and then that I seen like, seemed like when they had their lightsabers out and 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 the rays are coming at them, they just they can just block, they can block them, you know with the lightsabers and they can, it could be two or three of them coming at the same time. They could, they could block all of them, you know? And then I looked at it and I it I seemed like, it's like the, the the, force in which they claim to use slows things down. I don't know, two times, three times, maybe even five times slower where they can, they can almost see anything that's coming at them, any ray of light, any bullet, whatever. And they're able to block it because they also had the, the reflexes to do so. So when I thought about the Holy Spirit in that way, I was like, this is how the connection that we need in God and what is important with the Holy Spirit, that it's, the Holy Spirit gives us a predetermined notion sometimes of things are going to happen. Sometimes it, you get in your mind and all of a sudden you start dealing with something you say, why am I worried about what this person? And, and why am I worried about this situation? And a day or so, or an hour or so later, you in that situation, and here it is, and you're like, "Oh, why I had I had a feeling this was going to happen?" And then when it happens, and you almost had seemingly already in half worked it out, already knew you was coming, already knew they was going to ask, already knew this was going to happen, and I'm so I'm calmer now. I'm not um, I'm not uh, uh, agitated, irritated, or or excited about it i already have an answer already set. I already pretty much know what I'm going to say or how I'm going to deal with this, and it's the spirit that gives us that predetermined notion for how we're going to deal with things like that. And sometimes, it's 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 it's, it's in the moment. And it's one time, and sometimes when you meet people, when all of a sudden they start talking, and all of a sudden you just get that feeling like a calm feeling coming over you, like. We, I can understand this person. I mean, just hear the spirit move. I can see the spirit open in this situation with this person, and I, and I and I can touch and agree with them on what's going on, what we're talking about, what we're dealing with. But that's just in, in another aspect, you know, you know. And and you can't serve two masters and have that kind of uh, connection with God. You have to be totally committed. You know, and um, it talks about. Um, and my move on to uh, not worrying about what you're going to eat or drink, what clothes you're going to wear. You know, they say, imagine the birds. They don't gather. You know what I'm saying? And they, and they they don't store up. But yet, God seems to take care of them on a daily basis. You know, it's, I mean, 'cause I, I I've been known to throw bread out there in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? And you know how much we waste food here in America. <clears throat> Did I say that? We do do a lot of wasting here and um, how much stuff that we throw out. And and it's just stuff that's out there and it's for the birds to just gather up and you know, and, and, and no matter where they may be, because it's worldwide. I mean, especially here, and like I say, in America, we, 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 do, we do do a lot of waste and, and the birds are always out, searching to, from the early morning to uh, to uh, uh, just before it starts to get in dark, you know, they're always out looking for something to eat, and they generally find what the Lord has provided. And He talked about the lilies of the field and how the the, how the 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 grass is adorned with such beauty, you know what I'm saying? So, what we worried about, what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, what we're going to wear, when we understand that if we seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, all these things will be added unto us. God knows what we need. He knows what we desire. But if we understand that in our prayer that we will seek his kingdom and his righteousness first, he will provide all these things that we need. We don't have to worry about these things. Like he said, isn't our life more than meat and the body more than raiment? And we should try to understand these things. You know, but then he gets into chapter 7, he talks about, uh, about uh, judging, how we should not judge one another and, and uh, how we should understand that we all, we all have flaws. And if we could first remove that, that big plank in our own situation, our own eye, and our own realm, the things that, that, that we seem to trip up on, then it'd be easier for us to understand those little things. That, that, that offend us from our brother and our sisters, you know. He talks about giving. It's not an idea, but if you think about it, how some people who don't even know God will treat their children like princes and kings and, and, and princesses, you know what I'm saying, and queens, you know what I'm saying, give them anything they want. But then, when somebody asks you for something. And then you want to clam up. And he said. Uh, somebody asked you for bread. And you want to give him a rock. You know what I'm saying. Somebody asked you. for, Somebody asked you. You got it. Somebody asked you for a dollar. And all you want to do is give him a nickel. You know what I'm saying. And these things he said. He wants us to better understand. That if we can seek him. You know what I'm saying. And he said. Understandably so. Search out the glory and the power of God the spirit of God you know what I'm saying and we will find it but you have to seek for it it's, 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 it's free but it ain't cheap that you um actually went out and struggled for He said, knock and the door will be open and I think that um, when it comes to prayer and understanding what prayer is and who we're praying to that if we can apply the uh, a lot of the things that's in chapter six and then chapter parts of chapter seven of Matthew, we could better understand how our prayer can be more effective. And um, and uh, it, like I said, I'm not, this is just me talking a little. You know, I'm not trying to trying to uh, trying to uh, understand the complexities of how people may pray and miss. And what they're praying about and if they're praying right. I just think that we, if we better understood the bottom line of prayer, we could become more practical prayer warriors and we can get a, a, a more understanding of of uh, the answers that God give us when we pray if we would apply uh, prayer in a more uh, accurate manner, if I can say that. And I'm Dennis Pixley. Lord, I just wanna walk with you. I wanna feel your arm around me when I talk with you. Cause there's so much that I wanna do. But first, I wanna make sure that I honor you. Lord, I just wanna walk with you. I wanna feel your arm around me when I talk with you. Cause there's so much that I wanna do. But first I wanna make sure that I honor. Scream, because i know that this demon's coming for me hell hounds are at my heel yet heaven's is set before me but lord i'm feeling lonely the world is pressed against me i'm starting to get weary and i need you to convince me that the good that i'm doing is all for your name because if i lift my eyes and hell i only have me to blame they take an aim at my frame the game no longer feels me the streets said if i come back they gonna
3: make sure that they kill me.